I like it sort of to the side. No, sorry. Okay. Is that better, though? You can have it to the side. It just it means you won't be heard. <laughs> okay. Maybe the listeners prefer and everybody that. Everybody knows that you like listening Wee! to your own voice. Wee! Wee! Bants with the Z. And we are back like cool breeze and autumn leaves. Welcome. This is the Long Snapper Podcast. A podcast talking all things NFL from a British perspective. Uh, my name is Craig, I am your host, and we have a somewhat OG crew. Um, we have our resident quiz master, Adam, our maestro of misery, Dougie, and I haven't thought of like a prelude for you, Mark, so you're just still <laughs> Mark. <laughs> that intro started so well, didn't it? <laughs> just, just tailed off. And Mark. Yeah, and Mark's here as well. <laughs> Cheers, Craig. Um, so firstly we'd like to apologise this might be coming out a little bit late we do try and get it out on a Tuesday but you know we've all got lives children, families and shit so sometimes it's a little bit late so if it's out on a Wednesday morning you will hear a portion of the podcast talking about everything that happened the week before if it hits you on the Thursday we'll be doing a preview show and spending most time looking forward just to give you a little bit of idea about context and format. So we do sometimes think about this shit. It isn't just talking. Um, although most of it is just talking. <laughs> uh, so as is customary, uh, we will be beginning uh, with a quiz. Adam, over to you. Okay. Um, it's a bit thrown together, but we're going to play a little game of countdown and it's not anything like actual countdown other than the fact that you're going to get 30 seconds each to name a load of stuff. Um, two rounds, and it's going to be stuff about each of your teams. Um, so, Do you name a load of stuff in 30 seconds? No, you don't at all. This is not... Uh, <laughs> so, so it's, it's nothing... Countdown. It's got That's time. completely different. <laughs> it's got nothing like that countdown. Look, look it, it's everything to do with countdown because we're going to play the countdown music over yeah. the time where yeah, you we... get 30 seconds. Um so it's going to sound like it, but you're not going to be solving anagrams. You're going to be naming things to do with your teams. Now, anybody brave enough to want to go first? Boom. Yeah. Oh, Craig. Impressive. Impressive balls. Um, I'm going to, to make this a little bit fair, um, before I start your 30 seconds, I'm going to tell you what you're going to be naming in that time. How it's going to work is... You'll get, you're going to get, well, I'll tell you now, um, you're going to be naming New York Jets head coaches um, from the last, well, since 1983 onwards, which will be the last 10 head coaches that New York Jets have had. What will happen is throughout the 30 seconds, you just, I'm not going to say a thing. You name as many names as you can, and I'll fill you in afterwards with how many you've got correct. If you get any wrong, it doesn't matter. You just don't, don't get a point for that. So your points will be the number of New York Jets head coaches you can successfully name and if you're ready and if Dougie's ready with um, the countdown thing your time will start now okay uh, I've got three I think bowls um, Ryan Belichick I want to say Parcells. Do I lose a point if I get it wrong? Because 
say so. No, no, you don't. Um, and your time is up already, I'm afraid. What? Yeah, yeah. Now, you said you had three, and you, you did get three. I'm not... I should have made, maybe made this clear, but it won't change anything. I'm not having Belichick because he didn't actually take charge during a game. Nah, fuck off. Nah, 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 nah. That wasn't <laughs> a question. You said well, head coach. He was employed as a head coach. That's got to be four. If you want me to go through four T's and C's for every quiz that I do, this podcast will be twice as long, and it's far oh, too long bro, as it is. Come on! That is got to... That is, I feel like I've been chief. That's four. Yeah, no, 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 no. You can have Todd Bowles, Rex Ryan, and Bill Parcells. It's four uh, in every way, also, except it isn't. Whatever. But, but he was the head coach. You said name New York Jets head coaches. Yes or no? I, I should have been clear at the last you 10 who took charge in a regular season game. <laughs> well, uh, you could have had Eric Mangini, Herman Edwards, Algro, <laughs> Rich Cotite, Cotite, thank you. Pete Carroll, Bruce Coslett and Joe Walton. Um, anybody you want to go next? You can probably see what's coming and I don't like to see notes um, being made on the table from anybody. I think they're both on it, mate, to be honest with you. I'm writing my one sentence previews, boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fantastic on. honesty. Um, Mark, I can, I'm going to make you go next because of that. Um, Doug has literally just said he'll go next. That's well, why you're He's, he's called you, Mark. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. Let's yeah, get it off. This isn't about what you want. Uh, no, that's true. <laughs> uh, Mark, you are predictably going to be naming the last 10 Buffalo Bills head coaches and that to help you is from 1998 onwards and that's a lot of coaches in not very long and your time starts now right um, Sean McDermott um, whether you'll include him or not but for a game Anthony Lynn uh, Rex Ryan um, um, the idiot who was around and then pissed off is um, Doug Marone. Um, oh God. Um, 30 uh, seconds doesn't last long. Your time is up. Wow, that goes quick. It does. And you, it you, does. You've had time. You've had ages. To I, make I didn't know it was the same. I didn't know I've been fully stitched up. I'm not happy about this. <laughs> you, Mark's only got one more than you. He's got four there. Um, I've been fu- you, I got four. <laughs> I've been fully just, stitched just, up. Just, just get over it. Uh, you're... Think. It's going down, Neil. I'm fucking pissed, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not going to make me change my mind. Uh, you, you, you successfully named the last four. I'm going to allow Anthony Lynn. He did take charge for a game. Uh, Chan Gailey, Ber- Perry Fuel, Dick Geron, Mike Malarkey, Greg Williams, or Wade Phillips. You could have also had. The only uh, other, well, I was thinking Marv Levy, but I thought he would have been too long ago. He, he was like was 97, too, wasn't he? He was too long ago. Uh, Dougie, you're the last 10 head coaches of the Kansas City Chiefs goes back to 1978. Wow. Uh, so <laughs> I'm not sure that's that's a help or a I hindrance. I've but got you're... four. Well, let's let's see. Your time starts now. So you've got Reed, Todd Haley. Everyone's favourite. <laughs> Romeo Cronell. Hey, Schottenheimer, obviously. Vermeil. Uh, Herm Edwards. And Hangstrom. Uh, uh, was he? 
Uh, yeah, he's too long ago. Your time is up. Uh, you got six. That was pretty good. Uh, every every other person you name is correct. You could have had Gunter Cunningham. Never heard Frank, of him. Frank Gantz. Never John, heard of him. John Makovic. Just he's sounds tennis, made up out of John Malkovich. Uh, <laughs> or, or Marv Levy. Yeah. Try not get Marv Levy. <laughs> no, no. Um, okay, Dougie, I'm going to come straight back to you. Okay. And your next 30 seconds. So you, just a quick recap the scores there. Uh, you had six. Mark had four. Craig with a slightly controversial three, which... I'm fucking stitched up, mate. I'm actually there's, a ca- there's a caveat on this quiz, isn't Listen, there, Craig? I'm fuming! <laughs> there's a caveat. <laughs> I've been fucking ruined. I, I, I don't care. Ah, just, fuck you. saying it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well you have got the best chance in the second round because you're going to bring up the rear uh dougie's going to go straight away again and this time you're going to have to be even faster uh you're going to have 15 names for each of you to to have a go at and um but still 30 seconds so see how fast you can go in dougie it'll be the last 15 quarterbacks to start a regular or postseason game. Let's get that clear uh, okay. for the Kansas City Chiefs, and that goes back to 1996. And your 30 seconds start now. Elvis Gerback um, started with Gerback. Alex Smith. <laughs> How can you not? Alex Smith. Uh, Chase Daniel. Um, oh. Uh. I can't think of his name, and it's it's cock blocking me now. Um, and your time oh, is up. Christ. That goes quickly. If you get a, a block, that was only three. Four, I don't know what happened that there. Was four. Which four? Go on. Alex Smith, Elvis <laughs> Gerbach, Gerbach, Chase Daniel. That were there. They were the only three that I heard. Who else do you think you said? Matt. Um, no, I didn't. no, I don't think you did. You didn't, <laughs> did you? Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, just uh, I'll quickly read the rest out. Nick Foles, Matt Castle, Brady Quinn, Tyler Palco, Carl Orton, Brody Coyle, Tyler Thigpen, Damon Huard, Trent Green, Warren Moon, Rich Gannon, and Steve Bono. That's a mouthful. Uh, Mark, um, I, think you, uh, I think you know what's coming. And the last 15 quarterbacks for the Bills are from 1999 onwards. I bet I was only going back to like two years ago. You're not answering about the Cleveland Browns. So it's not quite that bad. Uh, Mark, 1999 onwards, 15 QBs. Your time starts now. Uh, right. Tyra Taylor, EJ Manuel, um, Kyle Orton. Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, JP Losman, um, Drew Bledsoe, um, Trent Edwards, I think. Um, uh, There's a few more around the Fitzpatrick era. Um, no, time's I'm, up. You've, uh, everybody you said was correct, was uh, which spot, was man. which was seven of them. That's uh, pretty good. Uh, others, others that you could have had. Matt Castle again. Bad um, <laughs> around, don't he? Thad Lewis, you remember him? Start a game for us, Matt Castle. He did. Thad Lewis, Jeff Toole, 
Jesus, yeah. Brian Brome, I don't remember him at all. I feel like we've had half of those quarterbacks. It's just yeah, we're yeah, yeah, in the yeah. last 15. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, Kelly Holcomb, Alex Van Pelt, Rob Johnson and Doug Flutie. Alex Van uh, Pelt, my God. Uh, you are in the league currently on 11. Dougie had a total of nine. So, Craig, you need eight to tie or an incredible nine to win. But you've had the most thinking time. Uh, your 15 quarterbacks also go back to 1999, which maybe right. isn't as bad I've as you. At least five. Uh, <laughs> um, remember, you have to say them out loud for, the, for it to count. Um, so they just need to have started a game. Need to have started a game in the regular or postseason. Okay. And, and if I time, get it wrong, I don't lose a point. You don't lose a point if you get oh. it wrong. Your time starts now. Okay, so... Uh, that's not good. Um... So, Fitzpatrick, uh, Gino, um, McCown, Petty, Favre, uh, Pennington, is, uh, uh, Test, Test the Verde. Uh, yeah, uh, just, just on Sanchez. the buzzer. Just oh, on no, the buzzer. Sanchez, I'll get Sanchez, right? You did get Sanchez right, but you were too late, I'm afraid. No, 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 no. He didn't. He didn't. Did he have Mike Vick? Yeah, you didn't. Get, you didn't get Mike Vick. Uh, you also could have had Greg McElroy, Kellen Clemens, Brooks Bollinger. I love that name. Uh, Quincy Carter, Ray Lucas, or Rick Myra. Uh, you've fallen <laughs> controversially slightly short on ten. Ah, yeah. Seven there. <laughs> Mark, nice. Mark's. This is bullshit. This is fucking bullshit. I love that's it. bullshit. I love <laughs> that. Adam, Adam. that is not on. That's not on. I've won this quiz, bro. No, no, no. I'm you, you've lost this quiz. <laughs> that's ridiculous. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? We need goal line technology. We so need. I, I need. I need to see the thirty seconds. I've been robbed. <laughs> At this point, I'm going to pull back the curtain and say that I had to just slightly clip up all six of the quiz answers because Adam can't count to 30. And so in actual fact, Craig was even more not the winner than he thinks he was. Twice. Adam, what the, Adam the record show, who, who won that quiz? Uh, no, Mark no, no. won the quiz. Ad, mate, that's, that is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That is fucked up. I I've, got to, I've got to say, this is this question. is the most controversial a quiz has ever I been. Mean, I think. If he should have had two more points, I would have won comfortably. And you no, 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 no. Mark Sanchez was clearly after the, after the buzzer. Mark Sanchez was in time. And no. Bill <laughs> Belichick was in time. No, it just wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I want a second Bad opinion. Luck, that is bad Bullshit. luck, Greg. I've been ruined. Bad luck. Lucky man. Well, we'll see. We'll see what our listeners think. If I'll tell you what, if more than twenty listeners tweet and say that you should have won the quiz, we'll retrospectively give it to you. Cool. So, hey, listen. Hold on. How's that, how's that fair? Listen to this. Listen to this. <laughs> that won't and happen. And you will see <laughs> that I've won the quiz <laughs> and been horribly, horribly treated. All right, cool. Mark, play your music if you want to win that way. That's the type of guy you are. Come on, Craig. I'll, I'll take it. I'm all right. <laughs> you, you beat us on Thursday, so I'm going to beat you now. I'm happy with it. <laughs> do, you, do you know what? If you, I thought you sort of wasted about five seconds in that last. I thought you were going to have it. Um, I was legitimately. Stuck yeah. Testaverde, because Testaverde's come up on quizzes before and I've always forgot him, so I was stuck remembering that when 
Mike Vick was the easy one. I think you're um, right. I think I, I probably gave you about four of your answers with the Bills quarterbacks. Well, I, when you was with the Pat Fitzpatrick, obviously there yeah. was about there was about, whatever. I, I, I like for me it was Doug naming Elvis Gerback first. That, that, that was the highlight. Just just one small flaw in that quiz. We should have muted. The other two players should have muted while the person was asking their questions. So you didn't know what uh, the answer was. Yeah, well. There you go. But anyway. I think there's more than one small flaw in yeah. that quiz. <laughs> an, an, inbuilt, an inbuilt advantage there to go last. But so, while uh, Mark enjoys his hollow victory and bullshit music... Uh, I will remind you guys of how to get involved and interact with us and also ensure that I am declared victorious, as was clearly the case. Catch us on Twitter, at LongSnapPod. Get us on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Do us a favour, leave a review, but more importantly, let Adam know that he's absolutely robbed me and what we need to do we need to pres- we need to preserve the integrity <laughs> of this sub competition because <laughs> if we continue in this manner <laughs> you know people will start thinking it's some sort of joke i don't know what mark's holding up is he <laughs> no you're definitely <laughs> his iphone screen <laughs> running a uh i don't know what you call that a ticker tape saying winner <laughs> Uh, whatever mate I'll just show you the top of the hat and we're going to talk about that right so now well one sentence anyway into what yeah one sentence previews (laughs) yeah Uh, let's not not dwell on it Mark you uh, you, reviews 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 cheers 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 nice one thank you I'm so glad you're here did you listen to last week by the way (laughs) one sentence reviews Buffalo 21 the New York Jets 34. Can you say AFC East champions get the banner out? Cincy 7, Jacksonville 23. No Fournette, no problem. Even Bortles look decent. Facts. Oakland 27, Miami 24. I could watch that gif of Marshall Newhouse trying to run with the ball a hundred times and still laugh. Kansas City 17, Dallas 28. Familiar offensive troubles have reared their head once again, despite one of the greatest plays ever called. Atlanta 17, Carolina 20. A close one from two of the most underperforming teams in the NFL. Basically, Liverpool versus Seven. Washington versus Seattle. Week 9's accumulator buster. Not many saw this coming as the Hawks struggle to find their identity. Baltimore 20, Tennessee 23. Three wins in a row for the Titans, all slightly unconvincing, but Marcus is developing a knack of doing whatever needs to be done. LA Rams 51, New York Giants 17. The Rams look unstoppable, but the Giants look in serious trouble. Denver 23, Philly 51. Philly destroyed the Broncos and we have a new best team in the NFL. Detroit 30, Green Bay 17. The Packers are done. The Lions might just be a playoff team. Indianapolis 20, Houston 14. Tom Savage might be real, but he's approximately 1% of Deshaun Watson. Arizona 20, San Francisco 10. Pretty much as exciting as you'd expect. Tampa 10, New Orleans 30. Mike Evans is next up for Anthony Joshua. (laughs) (laughs) And that wraps up week nine's one sentence review. Not bad. Not bad at all. 
I think that's about as much time as the games on Sunday, save for a couple of them needed. It was enough. I thought excitement was in pretty short supply. We've, we've got lucky because we did the same thing after week seven and they were two fairly lousy weeks in the NFL. Yeah, um, I thought, so it's almost like we've done this deliberately. We have. Yeah, I, I thought the, Saturday, the early Sunday games um, I put on Twitter, I thought they were all really, really callable. I, I, I put the bet on and then because I didn't have the money in my account, didn't actually place the bet. Um, and oh, that old seven, chestnut. That old chestnut. Have, have, have a look at my uh, Pickham's list, Craig. You'll see. <laughs> Um, Mark, and if, went, if you contact Sky Bet, they'll probably pay you the money anyway. I if you they just definitely will. Yeah. yeah, I was gutted, gutted. Went seven to seven on the early Sunday games. So let's get that bang at best bang average NFL week out of the way and look forward to week ten. <clears throat> let's start um, with Minnesota at Washington. Uh, the Vikings six and two, uh, Redskins four and four. Minnesota saw Bradford go down, so he's going to miss time. However, almost conveniently, Teddy's back. Uh, how do we how do we see this this game? Kirk Cousins looking like a franchise quarterback, um, and that quarterback situation uh, in Minnesota is a bit tricky. But you've got to like Bridgewater coming back. I think it's great that Teddy Bridgewater's back. I think a lot of people were saying at the time when he was injured that he wasn't going to come back. That was him done. Um, probably a bit early this week unless Case Keenum shits the bed but we all know that's entirely possible so fingers crossed we get to see Teddy um, I think it'd be great to have him back I think Bradford's time's pretty much guaranteed to be done now uh, well but he's Bradford's on IR as of about an hour ago um, so he is, he is done for the year I don't know I, I feel for him because you know, he's he's just had no, no luck at all with injuries. Um, I, I don't that's, that's know. That's actually his surname, isn't it? Bradford's on IR. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably, probably that's is. That's his actual name. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I suspect whether the Vikings keep him around depends on how Teddy looks um, with his with his comeback. But what you know, if Case Keenum starts on Sunday, I would expect them to be competitive again. He's actually looked serviceable. Um, one of, you know, he hasn't perhaps set the world alight, but he hasn't done much wrong. And with the players around him on both sides of the ball, that's enough for the Vikings at the minute to get it done. Uh, it's going to be a test at Washington, though. Yeah, I think what you said, Craig, is really interesting about Kirk Cousins and how he's looking like a franchise quarterback. I think he's looked like a franchise quarterback for a couple of years. Um, I think there's a huge amount of teams in the NFL that would have that guy um, start for them. No question at all. I think I, I think he's a really, really strong and, strong and solid QB. Um, this will be an interesting one because they're coming off a, an, a road win in Seattle that no one expected, um, but they're coming up against a defense in, in Minnesota that looks the real deal. That looks like a championship winning D. Um, and but yeah I, I, yeah, I think the Vikings might just have a little bit too much room. I think a few weeks ago I, I um, talked about how. Uh... Colin, Colin Coward called Kirk Cousins a Honda Civic. And I, we kind of laughed about it. And, and it was only a couple of weeks ago, but I kind of accepted that position. And then I watched the game that week. I can't remember who they played two weeks ago. But he had this little move where he's um, right guard has made a poor block. He slid up in the pocket, slid left and allowed the lineman to make a second block. And it was very Aaron Rodgers-esque. You know, we've talked a while ago and he was, you know, 
talking about Aaron Rodgers and what he offers and we was having a debate about whether the line help him or whether it's Rodgers. And I talked about the opportunity to give linemen the chance to make those second blocks with your movement, not running around, but just moving in and around the pocket. And Cousins does have the ability to do that. I don't know what it is about him. I don't, I don't know what it is. He just, and he just seems very brown. And there's a lot of connotations on that. Just this sort of, <laughs> you know, very average dude in a brown uniform. And we just don't give him the credit he deserves. Um, Looking forward to this game, however, I do fancy Washington because although that D, the, the particularly that the, the, the D line can cause you a bit of trouble, they are not good against the run. And with Kelly coming back and the versatility Thompson offers, I think it could open up opportunities for Cousins. I've learned something, and that's the Washington playing Brown. I never knew that. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> You know what I mean? Don't be pedantic, Adam. Me and you're not fucking cool right now. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he's um. He's he's nowhere near as athletic as Rogers, is he? But he does share similar traits in some regard, I suppose. But I think that Seattle secondary isn't want isn't what it once was, and and made it easier for Cousins in that last period of of the match on Sunday. Did I say Rogers then? Cousins, obviously. Um, I think they're being held back by their play call, and I think they're far too vanilla when it's when the game's in the balance. They only open up when um, when they have to, and I, I think that's a byproduct of the coach not really trusting Cousins. I don't think they're entirely convinced. Well, they're clearly not convinced he's he's the real deal because they've franchise tagged him rather than taken an eight year lease on him. So, you know. That's where he stands with those guys. I think he suffers a lot from that whole, like the whole, you like that thing, doesn't he? Where he, that's become his mantra and everyone like takes the piss out of him every time he says it. And that, and he only said it a couple of times. I like that. Do you like it? I think it's a bit naff to be honest. Um, But I think that, I think he like, he gets painted with that brush as being that slightly weird dude that shouts shit at the camera when he's walking off the field. Um, but I, I do. I generally think he's got a decent skill set, and there's you know there's a lot of people that would um, that would happily have him have him starting for him. Whether he's enough against the Seahawks, we'll see. But I don't know. I still don't know who the Seahawks Vikings. are. Vikings. Vikings. Sorry, Vikings. Yeah, whether um, yeah, well, Vikings. They're fine. Well, if, you know, seven <laughs> and three. If they go to seven and three this week, then they're clearly one of the best teams in the NFL, and they're doing it with Case Keenum. So, I think the fact remains. Coming out of these two teams next year, two teams are going to get seriously better on offense. I mean, Cousins going to the Jaguars would absolutely transform that team, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, but, because but he's not going to do that because he's going to come to the New York Jets. Let's. Uh, you but, but even Jackson. so, Brad Bradford would improve a team as well if he can stay if healthy. He, if he can stay on the field, yeah, he, I'll take he him as well. Too. But I wouldn't want the injury risk. Like he's a nightmare. Let's get Cousins. Um, you mentioned Jacksonville. I mean, looking like a real fucking football team, which is the certainly since I've been watching football, the first time you can say that about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, <clears throat> they got LA next week. The Chargers, however, actually, yeah. Do you know what I was thinking that when we was writing the previews and we write LA, we have to remember there are two teams in LA, which is fucking ridiculous. Sidebar, very very quickly, is that going to be the case in five years or uh, the 
Chargers heading back home. Oh, no, they're staying there, aren't they? Probably signed a 20-year lease, haven't they? Oh, they're, they're sharing this new stadium. Sharing, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, there's been a bit of murmur about them going back because back. based on nobody turning up to... No, who wants to watch it? Yeah. I mean, but you've, got, you've come this far. <laughs> I, get, a better deal back in, get a better deal back in San Diego. Get them to put a few more quid in and get the fuck out of there. I don't see why there's two teams. Anyway, I digress. Chargers uh, at the Jaguars. Um, Jags, Jags are a real football team. That we got questions over Blake Bortles, uh, and um, you know I hate the Chargers in general. And their quarterback is a blockhead cunt. So uh, yeah, have at it, boys. <laughs> the, the Jags. I was talking to someone about this um, the other day. For me, based on that D and the running game they've got and the O line that they've now got, that that team's a quarterback away from winning a Super Bowl. Um, that... Sorry, Mark. I, I agree. I don't see why that quarterback can't win a Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer for one Super Bowl. If 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 Blake Bortles wins a Super Bowl, I'm going to stop watching the NFL. No, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he, there should be something in that's that's not allowed for Blake Bortles to win a Super Bowl. Um, but you put if you you put even a serviceable quarterback in that position, um, that that's a Super Bowl team. They are. They've got one of the best defenses going. Um, probably one of the best runners in the league right now. They've got an excellent O line. Um, they're they're smashing teams left, right, and centre. Um, except for the the Rams, obviously, fairly recently. But they are. They're doing well. <sighs> yeah. If all they need is a bit of consistency, and that is a really really strong lineup. I can't see the Chargers causing them any trouble. I'm I'm picking the Chargers in weekly pick'em this week. Uh, I you will lose. I don't I <laughs> probably will lose. I've I'm not I'm not top of that that thing like you are. Um they I don't trust the Jags to keep being to keep being consistent. They haven't been consistent. That game, the fact that they beat the Bengals annoyed me and that's be- mainly because of what they did with Fournette. They were arrogant enough to say you didn't turn up to a team photo, so we're going to bench you and not 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 play you in this game. Um, deactivated for that. How is um, that arrogance, but not exactly. turning up for a team photo? It's, it's arrogance to... That is Tom Coffin. No, 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 I'm not having that. Listen, we have sat on this podcast and talked about how there is a direct correlation between talent and tolerance. And the fact that it isn't essentially the fairest way, nor is it the best way to run a franchise. I love that move. Me too. Don't get me wrong. You need to be in a, a position of winning to do it. This is why your Belichicks can encourage the culture they do because they fucking win. And so when you're winning and you're playing well, you let this boy know. He's just coming. You are not bigger than the team. Yeah. Everyone's got to follow the rules. There is an expectation. I fucking love that. I love that. I, it I, makes me feel like they I, are I for real. I don't even think you need to be in a position of strength to do it. You get to a position of strength by doing things like this. You engender a certain work ethic and and a culture of if I fuck up, I'm going to suffer. Regardless, if they were zero and seven and they did it, it would have been a good move. It's much easier to do it when you're winning. It's very very difficult it's, to know. It's probably easier to, to do it when you're zero and seven than when you're four no, and three. 
well, there's, the, you're, there's nothing, nothing to lose. If you're two and six and and there's pressure, or even four and four, and there's pressure, you play your best players. I, I think that it, one, it definitely is easier to win. But if you've got the type of stones that would do it when you're losing fair play, I like it. I like setting the tone and being accountable for the culture at your football club. I don't, I don't have a problem with the discipline. I, I just think it was just so brazen to say, well, he's been their best player most effective player by far to say right we at this stage of the season we don't need you um oh how would they it weren't look saying they didn't need you yeah not saying we don't need you we're saying, no, they're saying they're saying you broke a team rule so we're gonna you're hurting the team by doing that so if we lose this is on you um and it sends a message to everyone else that they can't but it might not like it that. might not even there might have been a, a previous sanction it might have yeah. just been a case of you knew for fucking full well that if you miss team meetings, you're not going to suit up. You can't set that at the beginning of the season or whenever that was discussed. And then your star running back, star rookie running back, um, does exactly that. And you and you, and you let the you flaunt the rules. There was a lot of talk um, under Rex of shit like that happening at my club, and it's not fucking cool. And, and this the bill, when, mate. And the bill. And this and this is this is when you end up seeing players. Punching other players, which is what happened at my club. That's how your quarterback gets knocked out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like you've got to set a tone, man. And you've, got, and you've got to say, how how good was the response? Yeah, exactly. And that's what I think will get Jacksonville through. I mean, if they can turn Bortles from a liability into a game manager, which I don't think is beyond the wit of the coaching staff there, if they can get him throwing 15 to 20 passes a game, 250 yards, not making the silly, stupid forcing throws where I think before, because he's got this absolute gun for an arm, he tried to force the ball into places where he can't. If he actually learns to and matures and becomes a quarterback that can control a game, not necessarily a bit, if he can become Alex Smith, if he can do Alex Smith things, that team is going to threaten the later rounds of the playoffs. Did you see that um, standoff he had with um, the coach during the game as well? Where towards, I think towards the end of the first half, he they took a knee or something on like a third down um, instead of going for it, and they had a massive slagging match with I think Marone on the sideline afterwards. Um, so you wonder if that relationship is as healthy as it should be. Um, but yeah, like you, your your point is right. If they can make him serviceable, then. Yeah, they should, they should be absolutely fine. I think that was more born out of the fact that they were within 10 yards of scoring a touchdown. Yeah. And, yeah. and it was a negative move to kneel the game out on a fourth down. I mean, kick a field goal. Don't just kneel and turn the ball over on downs. You're 10 yards away from the end zone. The fans, I, th- I think that that was a bullshit move by the coach. I think they should have punched it in. Why not? They, <laughs> were, up by it- what? they were up by 14 points or so. Yeah, but the fact that he's going away and then they're having some massive Barney on the sideline with, and they'll know the cameras pick up on that. That speaks of some kind of disharmony there. Mm. Coaches, I think the coach is just kicking ass, getting people in line, realizing that this little wave they're on may not last, and I'm setting this down for the long term, not just for your little moment in the sun. I like that. I, I like that. They have to be careful though, because it goes what well, it goes two ways then, because if that then becomes coaches exerting their authority to a point where players have absolutely no freedom to express themselves, then you get what happened what's happening in New York with the Giants. 
where where you have open dissension and and players clearly speaking out against a guy that's become such an authoritarian that they don't feel like they can like they can do anything like they they feel like school kids and that's what's happening in New York McAdoo has basically got in there as such a hard ass that people have just gone nah I'm not playing for this dick and they and they're starting to speak out and they've got to be careful that you're treading a line between the two <clears throat> I'm sure we'll get a chance to uh, have a little chin wag about McAdoo um, at some point. Um, let's get through our game reviews. Uh, sorry, previews. And um, you're finding that tricky, aren't you? I am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one letter. <laughs> um, uh, potentially the game of the weekend: uh, Dallas at Atlanta. Um, Dallas starting to find some sort of momentum uh, despite the Zeke roller coaster Atlanta Atlanta of two years ago the Atlanta that we always knew I, I don't I'm so I'm really annoyed because I went big on them in fantasy and it's hurt me particularly in the long snap pod but um <clears throat> yeah how do we see this one uh playing out and is that Dallas offense um good enough if Zeke doesn't suit up next week. And that's obviously a big if. I, I want to kick this off by talking about that Prescott. Now, I know you here, think... Here we go. You think the sun shines out of his ass, Craig, and I know that, right? So, uh, I... Uh, I don't actually think the sun shines out of his ass, just to, just to clarify. Well, I, I don't mean you literally think there is a, a, a burning sphere of hydrogen in his anus that's burning, and you, you know, I don't think that. You know, let's get real. Um, he averages seven yards a throw, Craig. I don't think that guy. I, I think he is destined to be a good NFL quarterback, but not someone who's going to do Aaron Rodgers things, Tom Brady things, Drew Brees things. I think he's going to be a serviceable serviceable quarterback. He has been born into one of the best offensive lines in football with, admittedly now, I I did think it was hype from Ezekiel Elliott coming out of college. You can't blame me for that. Dallas players do get a lot of hype. He is one of the best running backs in college. He's got one of the, in football, he's got one of the best receivers in football, I still watch that guy and think he's struggling. And then he does something like just mental, like a Cam Newton thing. He does something like that. And he, and it, and it sort of drags his reputation up. If you were to offer me him, Deshaun Watson, um, even, even Jameis Winston, I'd take the last, I'd take the latitude than over Dak Prescott. I don't think, that offense will survive and function as well without Zeke. So here's here's what let me tell you why it will. Um, two two main reasons. One, um, I'm not aware of his attempts per yardage per attempts or anything like that. But one one thing I do know about him is he does not turn the ball over. That is an important aspect to quarterback play in the NFL today. The second is something you alluded to. The guy makes plays, dog. That's what it is. This is a play-making league. And yet, I'm, I, I'm not for one second saying that he's going to be Tom Brady 
I fucking hate Tom Brady. I don't even like watching Tom Brady play football. But you know who he reminds me of? Probably my favourite player to watch. And that's that Brett Favre-esque. The guy rolls on the field, second year dude, and I'm in charge. And no one's testing that. There's Bryant, the most off-the-wall receiver maybe of this generation. And Dak is able to tell him, I'll get you the ball when I'm ready. Relax yourself. It's coming. I love that. I love that about him. At this stage, at this stage of his career, maybe he's not allowed the freedom of your, you know, your, your Aaron Rodgers and, and your Tom Brady's where they can make decisions and, and take risks, which he's on a shorter leash. As expected, it's his second, second um, year in the league. But what he does is he looks after the ball and he makes plays. That Prescott will be a top QB in this league for a long time. But I think I think um, Doug's point is right. I'm I look forward to seeing if he will be as good and able to make as many of those plays without the threat of having Zeke in the backfield, um, because he is such a difference maker. Um, you eliminate him, you take him out. You know, caveat if he is out. Um, whether people aren't going to be as as worried about Darren McFadden and they're not going to be worried about the other dude that they've got back there. Um, They can do different things and they can maybe not have to stack the box quite so much to stop it. Um, And so let's see if he can, if he can stop it when he's got three, four, five guys charging at him. You see, you see a lot from the Cowboys at the moment where they've got Zeke. It's very easy. You see them like third and one, third and two a lot. And that's very easy. Dak Prescott can choose what, well, not him, but they can run whatever play they like and he can execute it very easily. You might see a lot more third and eight without Zeke um, where they where they can't just run the ball for six, seven yards on first or second and long. And they're going to have to, he's going to have to make more throws. I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm I'm quite high on Dak. He's he's my my guy in the long snapper pod league, as you know. Um, I don't know quite for sure whether we'll see him be able to do that consistently enough I think they'll beat Atlanta with or without Zeke um, Atlanta are broken there's something there's something wrong there as we've discussed previously um, they're they're on the slide and Dallas in a nice nice dome um, like like their own I guess um, they they should win that game but you know if, if Zeke's suspension ever comes along and I'm sick and tired of hearing about that if it does um, we're going to find out and it might be later in the season that they like, which is a point that Dougie made the other day. Um, but yeah, we will find out soon. Every game from Dallas from here on out is a must win with Philadelphia playing so well. They absolutely yeah. have to win. Otherwise, if they slip to five and four and fully win again, that division's they're they're playing for a they're playing for a a wild card and I don't think they're they're good enough. And the game after that they're playing Philly. Yeah. I must admit, I, f- I struggle with this whole if Zeke wasn't there argument purely because there's got to be other players on the football team and it's not his fault that he's got a very good running back there. You know, Troy Aitman had two all-world players um, in the you know key offensive positions in, um, in Dallas and I don't ever remember people talking about did he do it without them. You know, uh, John Elway won. Pete, His two Pete. Super Bowls on the back of yeah, the but Emmett Emmett Smith didn't 
slap somebody about and get himself a six game ban. I'm not I'm not saying it's Dak's fault that Zeke No, no, that. but it's more around this idea that Dak's only very good because he's got a good running back. I just find that No, but that that is that is absolutely the knock on Aikman that he did everything he did with the supporting cast. That's that's clearly you know that's talked about quite regularly. Okay. It, this this goes back to our ultimate team conversation way way back. I mean, you can't you can't criticize somebody for having good. I, I'm just trying happen. to think of any team who's done it with simply one guy. I Brady's mean, done it. Brady's done it with a really yeah, average cast. How many, how many New England running backs? Wait, have wait, been? wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't want to labour it because we still got a game to talk about. But Brady, yeah. people say that Wes Welker was a Pro Bowl receiver under Tom Brady. Let's not. He is Tom Brady made Wes Welker a Pro yeah, Bowl exactly, receiver. Exactly that. They <laughs> have Randy Moss. Randy that Prescott Moss ain't making anyone a Pro right Bowl. In fact, he's got a Pro Bowl receiver that is struggling underneath him, who doesn't make the plays that he used to make. Doesn't make the same plays that he made under under Romo. Uh, I'm not, I, that's going to be fine. That we I'm, will have I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. I'm just saying yes, we'll have this conversation next next year when Dak's in the running for MVP. Um, oh, cool. Our, fi- our final uh, game we're going to preview this week: um, Saints at the uh, recent loss. Buffalo Bills. Mark, who beat you guys on the weekend? I know some green fuckers. Some team that's fucking up getting the first round pit, a first overall pick <laughs> in the draft. <laughs> enjoy, rolling with, enjoy rolling with Josh McCown next yeah. Hey, listen, we're getting Kirk, mate. We're going to make the move. But please get Kirk. Josh please. McCown will literally be rolling in his mobility <laughs> scooter. <laughs> Josh McCown um, is probably winning a lot of people fantasy leagues at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that in a bit. Um, let's let's touch on um, New Orleans who have gone quietly, quietly into six and two. Um, different approach, different philosophy, and we are seeing running backs actually get touches, which is doing no harm to Drew Brees, who's got a shout for being you know MVP at this stage. Um. What do we think? Is that Buffalo defense going to trouble um, this seemingly high-powered Saints offense? Let's get real about the Saints. Can I just before we go on? They beat. They lost to the Vikings and Patriots. They started the season zero and two. Since then, they've beaten the Panthers, which I'd class as a good win. But then they've beaten the Dolphins, the Lions, the Packers, the Bears, and the Buccaneers. That's hardly a roll call of the top flight of the NFL, is it? Now, they've they've slightly adapted their offense and it's not the sort of all-out air bomb bombardment that it used to be, but let's see them play someone. And this weekend and the next, well, four weeks, five weekends even, they've got the Bills, Redskins, Rams, Panthers, Falcons coming up and that's, you know, if they split those games, then they're in with a shout, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, you've kind of you've kind of stolen stolen what the reason that I was going to say this is my favourite game this week, Saints at Bills. It's exactly that that the Saints are going to get tested. Um, I think they could be up to it. Uh, we will see. They've got some. You know, Kamara has worked out beautifully for them. Um, what a pick he's been. Um, Drew Brees seemingly 
won't get old. He won't, he doesn't know when when to quit, and uh, yeah, I don't think he's I don't think he's ready for quit. I've written him off a couple of years ago, ridiculously. Um, he's still doing his thing. It's this is you know, as I, as I say, the game I'm most excited about. Um, can Buffalo stop them? Four of those six actually, wins have been at home as well. Sorry, I think it's the other way. For me, it's the other way around. I think the key change in in um, New Orleans this year is the fact they seem to have a D now. Um, Marshawn Lattimore has come in and has become one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Um, he looks he looks the real deal, and that defense that's only given up nineteen points a game at the minute um, looks looks the nuts. So. I don't necessarily think it's whether the Bills D can stop the the Saints offense, which I I firm fully think that they will be able to, especially with the Saints going to what will be a cold Buffalo Stadium. Um, it's whether the Bills are going to be able to put any points on New Orleans. Yeah, I think you're right, and I think the um, improved Saints defense. Um, could handle Shady, and we saw it last week. If Shady doesn't get going, um, Bills have got nothing. <laughs> well, they got first first week of Kelvin Benjamin though, um, yeah. which should spread the, spread the field a little bit. And and it, was it Robert Woods Charles last Clay, week? Charles Clay's back as well. Um, Not Robert Woods. He was with the Rams. He's got to the Rams. About, yeah. yeah, sorry. Charles um, Charles Clay's back. Charles Clay. Kelvin Benjamin um, starting his first game. It'll be interesting to see how that works. Um, we're helped by the fact that we're not on prime time, so we won't be able to bottle it too much. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't look too much into that. I, I know we're previewing, but I wouldn't look too much into that Thursday night game, mate. It's Thursday night. Weird shit happens on a Thursday night. Uh, shut up, <laughs> yeah. mate. It's, it's, it's a good indication. Thursday night where, football's been good this it's year. It's a good indication of where the football teams are. Um, I think that wraps us up for <laughs> this week's previews. <laughs> 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 up for this week's previews. Um, what we're going to do before we head into fantasy, we're going to have a quick whistle stop on um, some points we've got from our listeners. Uh, Patrick Jackson says. Given Zeke and Evans and Green and Ramsey, just what the hell is going on? These guys guys mad. What the hell is going on with the NFL disciplinary procedures? Um, and is that therefore putting Godell in a uh, difficult, perhaps untenable position in terms of how he manages the league uh, and his, the view of Godell uh, in terms of the owners? What do we think? I don't think Patrick Jackson said all that. No, I, I, that, that, that was something I yeah, put yeah. on as a little note for me. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's just a crazy week, really. I, I don't know if there's... Some, I'd love it to be something like... And I I was watching football on Sunday with a um, friend of the show, Neil, and some bloke called Martin who turned up. But um, <laughs> I said to him, it it wouldn't... You wouldn't put it past American sports to have sent out like a little private memo to the clubs to say we want things to get a little bit more spiky get a little bit more dangerous people are switching off from the nfl let's spruce it up with a few bits of fisticuffs you know yeah i think i think the players were looking for some excitement yeah because they want much to think, be found i just think it's listen it's like it's like wednesday in october in the office everyone's just a bit tetchy a little bit <laughs> on the edge so I can just go, that. listen, let's not, I don't have a Mac, personally, I find it funny when people get annoyed about fighting in the NFL, um, because, listen, this is 
arguably the most violent game that is a game. In NHL, at least they've acknowledged, due to the fact that before you come out onto the ice, your coach is screaming in your face, asking you to smash people as hard as possible. A fisticuff may break out now and again. Personally, I've got no issue with it. The Zeke thing is definitely hurting Goodell, but in terms of the fights, halfway through the season, everyone just a little bit tight, man. Let them swing it out. No big deal. Punching someone in the helmet is fucking stupid anyway. (laughs) That is is true. Uh, At least when... uh... Cortland Finnegan and Andre Johnson did it the helmets came off um, the two people who were the biggest dicks on the field with fighting in week 9 were Mike Evans and AJ Green and look at those two they're individually and their teams are both really struggling at the moment and they'll be feeling the pressure that's what's happened I don't think there's anything I'd love there to be a conspiracy theory about them being ordered by the NFL to, to spice it up. It'd be great. Um, no, AJ Green in particular, just, he's, down, he's pissed off. He's taking it out on Jalen Ramsey's probably giving him a bit of lip, a bit jip throughout the game. He's lost it. Um, uh, he, by the way, he's not suspended this week and they're up against the Titans and that's pissed me right, right <laughs> off. Uh, it's a violent game. Um, Jack, uh, as Jack Humphrey has said, fire McAdoo. Jack is a Giants fan, as you can imagine. Fire McAdoo. Embarrassing. I'll tell you um, what's embarrassing about that situation is Ben McAdoo's lid. <laughs> needs to sort that shit out. What is it? McAdoo not. Yeah. McAdoo shave you fucking they, Mark, how long did you think give, of that? How long where, did you have that in the chamber? I've, I've had that go for four weeks, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, it, I don't know. I don't, to be honest with you, if I, Giants, mate, just, End the year now, start again next year. It, does, it doesn't happen much, though, does it? Teams don't tend to fire coaches at this stage of the season. No. It doesn't happen very often. I did read a tweet earlier on that said that um, the New York, so the, a source within the Giants had said that the, the, all of the Giants players hate McAdoo and want him out. So the writing may be on the wall. Yeah, I, I, I would be amazed if he, if he survives um, Black Sunday, if he even gets that far. Black Monday. And Rich has asked, uh, what about the Browns? <laughs> what about the Browns? Are they actually turning things around or is this still trying hard and getting nowhere? Oh, Cleveland. Um, I think Brown, it's your a... beloved Browns. Dougie, didn't you say the Browns would be a playoff team this year? No. No. <laughs> no. Give him his credit. Categorically <laughs> didn't say he that. Did say, he did say they'd win the Super Bowl next year, though. Oh, next year. Okay, cool. Or the year after. I said by 2020, to be perfectly honest. But there you go. Um, <laughs> At some point, the Browns win the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, Still not even convinced O-N-A. by that. Craig, to take your to 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 coin a phrase, mate. They're trusting a process. Um, I think I think that roster was the worst roster in the NFL when um, Jackson went there. Not Jackson, is it Jackson? It is Jackson, isn't it? Jackson. Yeah. Um, you. You're talking about the coach. They've, they've, they've got a pocket full of draft picks. They're slowly accruing talent. I like that. Um, pocket, pocket of draft picks. Josh Gordon's coming back if he's not mental anymore. Hopefully, they've got one of the best receivers in football. They're a quarterback away. I can't believe they didn't move Helen Highwater to just give New England all of those picks and get, get Garoppolo. But I... I just give it time. I mean, this is what's cost. This is what's got the Browns in this position in the first place. They they 
They have a couple of they have a bad season. They fire the coach. They rebuild. They've been rebuilding for ten years. It's time to actually trust the process, and I think that's what's happening at the moment. I do like Gordon. I drafted him maybe a couple of years ago, hoping that the six-game suspension um, played out and he came back. He is an elite receiver. Whether he's still any good, nobody knows. And you hear that story around the fact that he's been effectively under the influence every game since he was in the seventh grade. Um, You hear that, and that's a lot of upside. And we've mentioned it earlier, you know. There is a correlation between talent and tolerance. And the Browns, you know, looking a bit more settled, still not winning games, but looking a bit more settled. I also do like the coach. Um, We'll see. Like you say, next year is the the year I think we do find out about the Cleveland Browns. I think that will wrap us up for NFL chat. We will take our whiz uh, through... Fantasy. And the tens of listeners who are out there. Are you in? I've won a league based on taking Adrian Peterson in like round six. Man like me! <laughs> <laughs> so, another week, uh, another fantasy week, another Sunday spent checking the app and watching Red Zone. Um, our league is in full swing. Uh, what are people's? What are we mid season? Are we mid season in the fantasy season? It's got to be almost exactly. Now. Are we in terms of the final? Well, we've we've got four weeks of five weeks of regular season left, and then playoffs in the, so in the fantasy league. Exactly. Yeah. So, so almost eight weeks, eight to nine weeks left of the till we have crowned the inaugural long snap pod fantasy winner. Um, what did we take away from fantasy this week? Doug Martin's pissing me off. I don't know about anyone else. That has really <laughs> fucking annoyed me. <laughs> I, I got away with one by getting a win despite starting Kelvin Benjamin, not really thinking through the fact that he might not be thrown in 12 hours after being traded to the Bills on a Thursday night. Um, I f- but, I f- and I didn't put Matt Forte into my lineup, which um, chuffed me the hell out. Yep. Well, I got extremely lucky. I, I, I had Leonard Fournette in my team playing Martin. Um, and I was at a fireworks display, which I'll come on to later, um, and didn't realise he was inactive because I was already taking a bagel on my wide, one of my wide receiver positions. So I managed to beat Martin having not played two players, which was one of the most satisfying things that has ever happened to me. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm now five and four, closing in on the Marshall Lynx motorbike game. But the, the thing that should be said is that we had one of the lowest scores I've ever seen from a team in fantasy football this week. The Norwich Partridges scored a total of four, 35.6 points. That's, That's pretty impressive. That is, that is AIDS. That, that is, is fantasy <laughs> AIDS. My quarterback, Jared Goff, scored more than that. Um, that is pretty stellar we Um, had um, we had Marshawn Lynch's motorbike gang also only scored 47 points who currently leads our league uh, and I hit him with a I doubled that score 47 that's a worry isn't it we looked it looked comfortable a few weeks ago yeah it's Um, not a worry for me I mean we're starting to get to the point now where some teams are dropping out of contention in their conferences um it looks like in my conference, Dog Ruff and Fumbledore have gone. Fumbledore has had probably the worst luck I've ever seen anyone have. He dro- he he traded me after Antonio that, after Brown. That trade, for after De- that trade, deserves it. 
well, he traded me Antonio mm. Brown for Deshaun Watson, saw him sit out his bye oh. week, and then got injured. So <laughs> never got to play him. Poor Fumbledore. He's a Twitter account in your name, Doug. <laughs> I've got not say, a real I'm, person. I'm also, I'm also uh, delighted. I had one of those really fun situations this week where you score the second most amount of points out of the entire league and you still lose. <laughs> Never mind, one of those fun situations. It's, it's delightful when that happens. Didn't you have a chop at me for the same thing a week ago? Yeah, I agree. That, I agree. No. Me. It's, it's bullshit. It's no argument. Part of the game, mate. 106 points. Nearly 30 points more than Adam. And Adam won. Turn it to your glass and your small violin, mate. There's no going to be some more of this later on in the season because if you look at the Titans division, uh, there's three teams sitting at six and three. So one of those is going to miss out on the playoffs. Whereas in the Bills division, everyone's uh, uh, got a losing record and two of those teams are going to get into the playoffs. So there's going to be a little bit of... Um, angst come playoff time I think because well, some, because some good teams are going to miss out and some shit teams are going to get in <laughs> Let me, uh, so in the um, in our in our long sat pod league is the is the head to head decided on position is it Rather the, the top two or... from each conference make the playoffs no but in terms of seeding if you've got the same record head to head puts you above rather than points scored is that right no points can't be because there's three of us on Four and five in my division. Yeah. And uh, I've scored the most points of those three. And well, I'm last. Propping it up. Propping it up at four and five. I'm coming, though. Don't watch that. I told you. Trust the process. I'm on the way. Okay. Maybe it doesn't. Who knows? It must be her Ted because Partridge's yeah. beat me. Must I think be. a boy named Sue beat me as well. And the Norwich um, Partridge's who uh, have scored the least points in the league. Yeah, they're, 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 they're going. I called it at the beginning. I love you, Ross. I'm sorry, mate. Um, but you, you guys uh, you guys were awful from day one. Rumours of <laughs> dissension in that camp. Rumours of dissension in that right. camp. The the Steve Kerbishley, Alan, uh, the Steve Grit, Alan Kerbishley uh, co-manager business is, uh, is hitting big. rocky ground. And uh, they're, they're <laughs> hoping for... Roy Evans and Gerard Ullier. Yes, there we go. They're, they're hoping for a, uh, an, either an expansion or somebody to drop out of the league so that they can... Uh, they're going to be the franchise that moves to London. They are. Before we, uh, before we wrap up fantasy, um, who are we looking at on the, on the wire? Jay Cutler. You're having a laugh, Jake. aren't you? I, th- I don't <laughs> know. I mean, in our league, it, it's tricky. I mean, you don't want to say too much, but someone was dropped today that shouldn't have been dropped, in my opinion. Yeah, okay. That helps no one. I, I will go and say, um, I was lucky enough to pick up Sammy Watkins the other day, and I think if any of the receivers, I drafted um, Robert Woods at the beginning of the year, it's worth taking a punt on a Rams receiver if they're available um, at the moment, that offense just looks good. I'd plug them in straight away, to be honest. You want to hit them when it's hot. There's nothing worse than making the pick and stashing them on your bench and they score the points that week and, the, and they never score them again. So I would definitely advise having a look at the Rams receivers. Prouder is available in anyone but Doug. I'm pretty sure I drafted him. If you're needing a receiver, that Washington offense also looks like he's kicking. Um, he might be worth worth grabbing as well. Uh, and to my uh, better judgment, in our long in our um, league of record, um, Doug, uh, it seems uh, Phil Rivers was available. And if you're looking for a 
quarterback. I mean, I wouldn't touch him. I wouldn't touch him at all. But if you're looking for a quarterback, maybe you don't hate him like I do. The blockhead prick. I would say... Right, what would you, what so, would you do if, so this, if you were in a room with Phil Rivers and Tom Brady and you had one bullet? Answer this, man. I lined that shit up. Go for the neck. <laughs> he shit himself. <laughs> Literally, I, line them up and hit the neck. I, I love I love the joke. This is this bit random. Uh, you, you've got three people in a room. You've got Piers Morgan, Adolf Hitler, and Noel Edmonds, and you've got a gun with two bullets. And the answers I'll where you Piers, where uh, you find Piers twice. You shoot, twice. yeah, Noel Edmonds twice just to make sure. Doug, you was going to say something to bring us uh, out yeah, of fantasy. Ju- just uh, have a look at Josh McCown. Scored more than fifteen points in every one of the last five games, and has good matchup against Tampa Bay, Carolina, Kansas City, and Denver coming up. Both all offenses, all defenses that can uh, give up passing yards. So didn't think I'd say it, but Josh McCown worth worth looking at if he's available in any of the leagues that you're playing him. Cool. You heard it here. Uh, we'll be back with a bit of fantasy next week. Big Ben, Bill Benedict, Taylor, Pat Prescott, Ezekiel, Little Boy, Fat Rob, Little Boy, Defensive Players of Idiot. Okay. As we are an hour and fifteen in, I'm gonna um, ask Adam to edit your AOB already. I'm not gonna come to you first. Give you time to have a think about that because I don't think we've got forty-five minutes. Mark. Kick us off his AOB. A plea. For anyone out there that's listening who is going on a stag do, you, that at some point you will have a mate of yours or someone that you know that is trying to organise a stag do. When they send you an email, send you a text that says, I've sorted this shit out for me. Can you give me a, you know, a choice out of these things? Oh, and is there any chance you can pay me the 15 quid that you've owed for the last three weeks? Just fucking do it. I've spent the last two weeks chasing up people to try and get them to pay me money and make some menu choices um, for a stag do that's been organised for ages. And they've known all about... Um, menu and it is choices one of the, on a stag yeah, do. Man. Yeah, man. Well, you've got to eat or you'll die. Yeah, burgers, kebabs. They're available well, yeah, all and that's, good retailers. That's what, that's what normal people have picked. Oh, um, good. But but some people um, are incapable of replying to an email, even when they read the text. And uh, so, yeah, I'll do that. And then still two days later, you're still waiting on them on them to send you some shit over. Um, it's it's not difficult. Just get on with it and, and get it done because there's someone in there that's pulling their air out because you're not playing ball. I feel you. I feel you. I've been there. Pain in the ass, man. It's the first time I've ever been a best man. And I hope to God it's the last because no, I never no. want I never want to do this ever again. It's long. Adam, what are you hitting us with? Well, you may remember a couple of months ago Mark had an AOB about vaping. And slightly hey. slightly rationally, um I think I I kind of agree with this. I almost hate people who vape more than people who just honestly smoke cigarettes 100%. or pipes or whatever. Uh there's it's the, the pretentious <laughs> aspects of this. Adam Right. So let let me finish. Wait, no, no. Sorry. I know I want to keep this short, but who the fuck still smokes a pipe? Uh, I, I kind of said that in jest. Uh, <laughs> my point isn't said, about a pipe. I feel like my... you've got people around you who smoke pipes. <laughs> no, no. All right. I, vaping, um, 
ahead of people who just honestly smoke cigarettes. It's the self-righteousness that accompanies it. The, the, this feeling of, oh, I'm, I'm a better person because I vape. The, but my Any Other Business is about folded bicycles and public transport. Now, people who carry around the Bromptons that cost £4,000 um, think they're better people than people who just carry a bike on a train because you're allowed to. You can take a folded bicycle on a train and then get in everybody's way because it's actually just as irritating as a, a proper bike. I was on a train last week into into Liverpool Street, um, into London, and there were three folded bicycles in the area where the doors are, and people had chucked them on the doors on the right-hand side. Now, every stop, the doors open on the left. And this train was way busier than it would normally be um, for whatever reason. And eventually, the train pulls into Liverpool Street, and the platform's on the right-hand side, and the doors open. And I'm stood in amongst hundreds of other commuters and three folded bikes that were in the way. They actually stopped the doors opening. I climbed over this bike. I don't know where the owner was. Um, and then realized that people with me couldn't, couldn't get out the doors. I'm juggling, trying to figure out how to get this bike out of the way so the doors would open. In the end, rage slung this folded bicycle on the platform and stormed <laughs> off with quite a, I wouldn't say appreciative round of applause that would be a lie uh, but there were a lot of grateful commuters around now i don't know where i'm going with this but other than to say <laughs> you're not within the rules but you don't leave your folded bicycle by the doors and then go and piss off down the carriage and sit down and read your paper and leave it there to get in everybody's way they're just as dirty they're covered in oil they're just as annoying as regular bicycles you're just you just got one that folds up because you're self-righteous and you think you're a better person. You're not. <laughs> Get rid of them. Just, just walk. You're probably, you're probably assembling your Brompton at Liverpool Street, cycling around the corner, 30 seconds, getting your office with your helmet and your reflective gear and your Lycra just to impress people. It doesn't impress me. Thanks, thanks Adam. Jesus. Um, I'm gonna did, 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 the guy, did the guy go and ret retrieve his bike from the platform? Oh, I'll be, I'll be honest, what, what, what then happened is uh, <laughs> I walked away, um, walked down the platform, uh, carried on uh, with, with, with someone who I knew that was on the train, also walking down the platform, and s slightly cacked myself about the fact that the owner of the bicycle would have seen what I did and would have followed me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just sort of sheepishly carried on walking in this big crowd oh, as if nothing had happened it. i was about to give you ratings i was, really, <laughs> I was about to give you ratings you, can't, you gotta but, stand there you just spat on it and then put one foot on it like you pinned it <laughs> i, I, I Come don't up, think right? i stung it hard enough to do it any damage but i'm not 100 percent sure about that right I i'm gonna it did i'm gonna um i'm gonna use one uh well i've got two 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 aobs uh very very brief firstly uh, is a Doug did a good, good did a good job in editing um, the AOB last week. That was funny. Well done, mate. Uh, and and he's he's, he's taking his lumps with good jest. We haven't heard about it this week, so that's good too. So Doug, well done. That's progress, mate. Pat on the back from me. Uh, you know I, that's I worth something. I don't think I've ever been patronised more. <laughs> <laughs> and I live true. with my wife. Funny enough, <laughs> what? what <laughs> That is mission accomplished. Good. Um, the second one is, uh, if you was an old-time listener, you might remember, but if you're not, 
then this is going to be for you too. If you are speeding along to stop me from coming out of a junction and then the minute you pass my junction proceed to go 25 miles per hour you can suck your mother seriously you are such a prick you are exactly why roads are shit in this country learn how to drive don't approach at 15 miles an hour and then see me decide, oh, I'll go now, and then want to speed up my ass. You're a fucking idiot. I'll put my brakes on. Come towards me in the window. Don't be a prick. Stop driving like knobs. I'm trying not to use the C word, because I know Dougie likes editing to be easy, and I've, I've made it pretty difficult this evening. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Don't be an arsehole. Uh, drive, drive with love in your heart. Drive like you're happy, because that will make it better for everyone. Uh, and, and drive or walk rather than cycle. <laughs> uh, misery maestro bring us home um so i went to i mean if you've listened to the more over podcast you've probably heard this already but i went to a, a firework display on sunday now i don't i don't get why first off we're celebrating the first act of of um uh sort of organized terrorism i don't get why that is a thing but hey ho I also don't get why you would take children to a show which celebrates explosions. You then sit them around a giant fire with sticks of burning fire in their hands, then give them marshmallows on a wooden spike, which they then have to put into fire before they eat. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It's absolutely ridiculous. And as 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 I as I um pointed out on the on the Mallover podcast, it should just be renamed International Child Maiming Day. It's it's just a complete nonsense. Doug, I suppose Dougie AOB of ever. <laughs> just by, because did, 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 it, did you start that by saying I went to a fireworks display? I'm going to assume that you knew what a fireworks display was. Before. Mate, I didn't want to go. Was, Rachel wanted to go. She's like, yeah, I want to go. Like for the whole for three days beforehand, my my. My son Ollie, who's a bit autistic, said um, was saying, "I don't want to go to the fireworks. I don't want to go to the fireworks." He's like, "No, they've got to go to the fireworks." So we went to the fireworks. He hated it. <laughs> he hated it every minute of it until he had the stick of fire in his hand, and then he was like, "I've got fire in my hand," and had no no sort of no sort of you know awareness of how putting a stick of fire near everybody was really dangerous. He just waved it around and then was like, Oh look, there's a, there's a firework and the, the fire and the stick of f- flaming sparks was like presented to you as if you were going to just take it off him. It's absolutely yeah. nonsense. Anyway, on a brighter note, I've, um, I'm getting a new car at the weekend and, uh, it's got a flat bottom Decent. steering wheel. Decent. What uh, car? Uh, an Audi A4 nice. S line. Nice. Oh, nice. It's going to be all right. Big time. I'm looking forward to that because I've been driving a Corsa, yeah, which is fucking shit. Absolutely shit. Vauxhall can suck it because I'm getting an Audi and I'm going to love it. <laughs> that has been... Oh, oh, sorry. No, no, no. It's not. Two more things. Twitter 280 word previews uh, uh, things where people just scroll down, do do one letter and then enter and then one letter 280 times. Those people have got a special place reserved for them in hell. I hate you. You've ruined Twitter for me. So thanks a lot. Eight foot long fucking status update. So who gives a shit? And also, uh, 
Viney wanted to talk for half an hour about the Pickham League, but as nobody gives a shit, we're not going to do it again. So, unlucky Viney. Hey, I even forgot about that, and I set the thing up. <laughs> that Viney's not even leading it, by the way. That a... puts the uh, full stop on uh, week nine as we look forward to to week ten. It's been fun, and uh, yeah, I'm going to call this the OG crew now. Martin has been erased from history. Who? Uh, <laughs> Who? Next week, boys. Later. Love it. See you then. Well. <laughs>